Welcome to the Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Williams, the Director of The Social Experience. If you want to learn how to build a brand or build a six, seven-figure business from the ground up, this podcast is for you. I'm going to interview the top entrepreneurs, media personalities, and social influencers in the game here in New Zealand. I'm going to find out all the tips and tricks that you can apply to your brand or your business to thrive, attract new customers, and to increase that revenue. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be amazing, and you're going to learn how to hustle hard. Welcome to the Hustle Podcast. Today I am so excited to be with one of my favorite girl bosses, Ia Lu. Welcome, Ia. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. So I honestly don't even know where to start in this podcast because I have been such a fan. You're like a girl crush because I just love how you have gone out there and you have lived your dream and you have like made it happen. You have launched and sold multiple successful businesses. So let's just talk about some of those businesses today because you started off with Waste Trainer. You were all over the media for selling millions of dollars in that first e-commerce business. You then went on to, was it Lux Fitness? Yes. And then you went on to launching a women's networking, empowering group, Girls Official, which is amazing. And then you've had Celebration Box. Yeah, so I have done a whole lot of random things, uh, mainly e-commerce. And then Girls and Business is kind of my um, passion project, I suppose, on the side. Okay, so let's start with Waste Trainer. Yeah. Because I find that this business is, well, they're all really interesting in a different way. So was that, how did you get into e-commerce and how did you come up with that idea? So when I was in my last year of uni, I I think I must have been 21, I was looking online and I saw this girl, Sophia Amoruso, and she was kind of like my inspiration at the time. And she was the founder of Nasty Girl. And Nasty Girl was a clothing e-commerce business in the US. At one point, it was in top 10 fastest growing US companies. And I was like, I want to be like Sophia. Um, so I actually started off doing clothing e-commerce first. I planned it throughout my last year of uni. And then when I'd graduated, I launched it. It did you know, it didn't do that great. I ran it for a few months and simultaneously I had stumbled upon the waist trainer and I thought I'll just, you know, import some of these, give it a go. And that kind of took off. And so I shut down the clothing e-commerce and really focused on the waist trainers and just grew that. Wow. So let's talk about functionality and what you'd suggest if anyone wants to get into e-commerce. Do you think Shopify? Do you think go through Amazon? Uh, I've I mean, when I started out, I actually made my first website using Wix, which was like a self-creating website. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. It's quite, it was quite glitchy when I was doing it. Um, so then I found Shopify and I fell in love with Shopify. And I pretty much would just recommend Shopify to everyone. Um, and just setting up some social media accounts. And, yeah, I mean, all of it is quite easy to set up yourself. In this day and age, we've all got access to the internet. So I just say give it a go. So you literally just created this website, found this amazing product and just marketed it in a really clever way that no one had before. And is that was that kind of the main way that you sold the product? Yeah. So when I found the product myself, I was scrolling on Instagram and I had seen the product on an influencer. Well, at the, at the time, it wasn't even called influencer marketing. At the time, it was just a girl wearing the product on Instagram. And I thought if I saw the product this way and I purchased it, then other people are obviously shopping this way. So I'm going to try 
selling my products in the same method. Um, so basically I set up my website, but I target it for Australasia because I had only seen them in the US. Uh, and yeah, that's just how it went. So what are your thoughts with like organic promotion and people sharing and commenting and running giveaways? Because I know that you're amazing with the giveaways versus like also paid advertising. Do you think that you need like a really good combination of both to run a successful campaign? Well, I kind of work through trial and error. I've tried everything. Like it's not to say I'm only like digital marketing because I only like digital marketing. I've tried trade shows. I've tried um, radio. I've been in the mall. So a lot of traditional forms of marketing and digital is what's actually shifted the product for you. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think it is definitely a combination of everything. Brand building is just super essential and whatever way you can brand build, that's fine. It doesn't actually matter. Um, I've just found digital to be quite cost effective and you can measure the conversions really well, but that's not to take away from the other methods either. Because you've just, you've built your accounts, like you've built accounts multiple times and grown a really loyal, solid audience base so fast. And you've got so many, you always have so many amazing collaborations. Do you think collaborations are crucial? Absolutely. So the biggest tip I can give any startup is to collaborate with people that have more followers or have a bigger database because it's a faster way to reach people. You're constantly organically building yourself. It can be slow, like it works, but it can be slow. That's the thing. So many people now are seeing people getting paid on Instagram. They're like, I'm going to be an Instagram influencer, but they don't realize like it's a full-time job, isn't it? And it's like a, you have to think about everything, like the copy that you're using, the way that you're using photography, there's so much that goes into it. So did you do all of that yourself or did you also contract different people, outsource elements to help you? So from a business end, we would just send out product to people to create content for us. Um, We kind of saw it like they would create content, so we get content, but they would also give us exposure through their audience. It was kind of, you know, two in one. Really interesting. Mm. Wow. So in terms of advertising, do you find SEO, Google AdWords, Instagram ads, Facebook ads, are they kind of your fav- some of your favorite forms? Yeah, definitely. I, I really like Facebook ads. I think it's quite cheap in terms of, you know, conversions. Cost per click. Yeah, cost per click. Um, obviously, Google ads are great and others are great as well. It just depends on your type of business as well. Where is your audience? Is your audience searching for you on Google or are they searching for you on Facebook or Instagram? And you're really fantastic at doing, you know, that prototype of your customer and knowing what they look like, who they are, how old they are, how much they spend, like what they do in the weekend and all the content is really tailored to that audience. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even sell a product if I didn't know how to market it to people. Sometimes people come to me and they say, I have this awesome product. And the first thing I'll say to them is, do you know how to get it across to your market? And if you don't, then how are you going to sell it? So I think that's just crucial. So it's really important, I think, for anyone going into marketing. Mm. I always, with all of our clients, you know, taking a step back and really making sure that you're creating a solid mind map. Yeah. Did you do any of that or you just kind of did that in your head? Uh, I mean, I've been quite lucky because the products that I've sold are products that I like or um, that I can relate to. So I kind of know what people are looking for or where they're looking for. Um, If you had a product that you don't use yourself, I would just do a lot of market research. Yeah, that's a great advice. Mm. So the waist trainer went crazy. How many waist trainers did you sell by the end, by the time you had sold that business? 
So I had Waste Trainer for about a year and nine months, and by the end we'd sold about a hundred thousand units. Wow, it's incredible. Yeah, it was actually quite um, hectic most of the time. Yeah, and let's talk about the Kylie Jenner post. That was incredible. How how did you make that happen? To have Kylie Jenner with your product on, endorsing it to her huge following. What was it like paying the amount of money that you paid for that endorsement, and did you see a return on investment? So that was funny. So we had been doing a lot of interest influencer marketing uh, and we kind of were scaling bigger and bigger. So we were actually trying to get in touch with Kylie for a little while and we couldn't get through uh, for search. We just couldn't find her. And then a company actually approached us and they gave us this whole list of celebrities, like who do you want to work with? And I, I just wanted Kylie because she kind of already promoted the waist trainer a little bit and I think she just, you know, was would have been a really good ambassador for the product um so I went to the bank uh we'd signed all the agreements everything and paid the money I was like please don't be a scam please don't be a scam and she did the post and it was great so um not all returns are monetary we got PR out of it um you know things that you can't really buy or you can but you can't put a value on them um so it was definitely worth it that's absolutely right because with so many of our clients i have to say like with it when it's a new product yeah. i'm always trying to educate them it's like the first thing you need to do is build a brand and actually create brand awareness to, you know with your audience yeah absolutely. the power of that is so important to build that loyal you know, customer base. Yeah, exactly. And you got like amazing PR off, off the back of that. The power of PR I think was amazing too because before that you were such a high achiever mm-hmm. but people didn't necessarily know your story and then we were seeing you like in all these business editorial magazines and things like that. So was that a crucial step for building your own personal brand? Yeah, definitely. I think without without doing that, I, I wouldn't have the personal brand that I have today. Um, so I'm really glad that I did do that. But again, it's one of those things you can't foresee. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how I found out about you. Yeah. I, I read about you and I was like, wow, so inspirational. This girl is crushing it and so young and already doing such amazing things. It was just amazing. It really inspired me to get into the world of e-commerce because I think there's so much potential. And then you, so you sold that business and you went on to forming Lux, which is a protein powder. Um, so I I formed Lux while I was doing waist training and then sold those to the same. Wow! Yeah. So you're doing it simultaneously. I was, and the the thing was that they were both e-commerce, same business model, different product, same target, similar target audience even. Um, so it actually wasn't too hard. I have tried to do two things at once that were different, and that was quite hard. So I think as long as they're the same business model and target audience, it's it's fine. So would you really suggest to people going into e-commerce that they go in wanting to build to sell? I, When I started, I didn't really know much about selling, but I think it's something that we should be educated on more uh, because when you sell a business in New Zealand, it's generally minimum of two times annual revenue um, and then we don't have capital gains tax, so there's actually no tax on that either. So there's a lot of things that people they're not aware of. So I think the goal for a lot of businesses should be to sell. Uh, but I mean, I haven't held on long to my businesses, but yeah, eventually definitely should sell. And do you kind of really like that process of doing the grind, putting in a really strong foundation, building a business up and then selling it and then having the freedom to go and do something else? I mean, I do like it, but in saying that the start is tough. 
it's always tough. Every business I forget after yeah. I sell, I'm like, oh, it actually was really hard. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So I think if you are, you know, got the energy, then totally. But if you don't think you can have the energy to do it again, then maybe just hold on. Yeah, it's definitely a, a really specific skill set being an entrepreneur and a pioneer. It's so different to just turning up to work and working nine to five. Like you've, it's really you've got to put in the grind. You've really got to dig deep. Yeah. But the rewards, yes. like to be a self-made millionaire, come on. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't want to do that? And it's so the actual work itself is fulfilling. You're doing things for yourself. So amazing. And so then, what was the next step in your business journey? Next step, I wanted to take a break, but I didn't actually take a break. Um, <laughs> I tried to do clothing e-commerce again. So I started Bambi Boutique. That's right. Yeah. And it was tough. Clothing is, I'm going to say clothing is tough, but so many people want to do it. It's it's quite saturated in a sense. Um, because we all read the stories from Shopo. Yeah. And it looks so easy. It does. Yeah. It's very capital. Like you need to put in a lot of capital. Um, yeah. It takes time. There's a lot of work involved. So I ended up um, starting Celebration Box while I was running Bambi and Celebration Box was, you know, just did better, easier to run. So I just flicked uh, Bambi Boutique off and just focused on Celebration Box because I knew that that's just what I should do. So when you want to sell something, do you normally get approached or do you use a business broker to go to market? I usually use the business broker. Um, I think they can help you mediate and get you a fair price and help with the whole process. So. And did you know what the business was worth? And they, I mean, they kind of come in and tell you and give you an estimate and it's your decision, you know, what you want to sell it at, but it's a negotiation with the buyer. And you also have an online course, which is I've been through and it's absolutely fantastic. Where can people go through that course? So I made an online course. It's on my website, uh, which is www.elu.com. And yeah, it basically stemmed from people asking me about, you know, how I started my businesses. And I thought I'm just going to make a course. And if you're interested, there, there you go. It, everyone should do that if they want to venture into the world of e-commerce. It's really easy to understand, but the amount of knowledge and guidance and tips that you give in that course, like I'm surprised it's not you're not selling it for like 20 times what you're selling it for because it's just gold. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to make it affordable. And again, it was just because so many people were asking me. It, it's not, it wasn't really to make money from the course. It's like, don't ask me, like, just go to the website. <laughs> yeah, head to the course. Just do the course. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much like you've got all that knowledge now. So you can literally go into anything and build it because you know the formula. Absolutely. I think there is a formula, uh, especially with e-commerce and digital marketing. Um, it's just something you learn over time with trial and error. So. Yeah. so Bambi and then Celebration Box, which you've recently sold. Yeah. So Celebration Box was super fun. It was gift boxes um, with donuts in them and confectionery. And we got to be really creative in that business. Um, but my business partner was moving overseas. I'm pregnant. So I thought this would be a good time to sell. And with that business, did you mainly use a digital strategy or did you do a mix of traditional and digital? Um, so with Celebration Box, the really cool thing was that the product itself was very Instagrammable. Yes. Yes. And so people would just share it. So a lot of our marketing was organic, um, which is really great because it was cheap. And yeah, we really went digital with it with influencers, um, PR boxes, and yeah, just made it really aesthetically pleasing. So with PR, did you just send it to different publications, your product? Yeah, I mean, we, they were going to feature it. Uh, not they 
didn't necessarily even have to feature it. I mean, again, we just sent stuff out and if you liked it, you posted it. Because it was aesthetically pleasing, people would post it because it's yeah. fun. So, I saw so much everywhere about it, people going crazy. And the yeah. little messages that you could include in the box, was, some of them were so funny. Oh, some of them we saw, we were just like, we can't even repeat this. This should not be seen in public. <laughs> uh, we had one marriage proposal. Wow. So, yeah, it was interesting. Very fun to work there. Wow. So exciting. And let's talk about girls in business. Yes. So the the actual handle on Instagram is girls and business official, is that right? Girls and business underscore official. Yeah, there we go. So yes. you have to follow it. So I just love that you have been so successful and you've crushed it, but you are so for women in business and you are you're so supportive. Like even today, you've you come, you want to be a part of the podcast. You're amazing like that, and you've created a community of women to come and be inspired. What gave you that idea? Well, when I started my first business, I was 21 and I didn't know anyone else doing their own business. My friends were still in uni, um, some working their first job, some traveling, and it was quite lonely. So I was Googling everything. And over time, I did make some business colleagues and things, but I thought this would be a great idea to create a place for people interested in business, doesn't matter what stage you're in, to come together and just you know, meet and discuss and help each other out. So fantastic. And you have regular events and they always look amazing, like cool goodie bags, beautiful food and great speakers. Yeah, so we try to bring a range of speakers to the events, business owners, people from startups. Um, We're trying to expand into more topics in the future. Uh, But essentially it's just a day where people come together. That's the, the whole point of it is for people to come together. Fantastic. So make sure if you're listening in and you want to be a part of that community, make sure you check out the website and get along to the next event because it will be amazing. And let's talk about how you've dealt with challenges and negative comments online. So I deal with a lot of negativity. I think it kind of just comes with the territory. Uh, It wasn't so bad a few years ago, but over time, as I've tried to build my personal profile, it's definitely gotten worse. Um, but you have to deal with it. I mean, even filming the Boss Waves TV show, we were given a counsellor and um, we were told, you know, it's probably going to be quite bad. And I think it's just what happens when you put yourself out there. Isn't that fantastic that you got a counsellor? Like, because that series, Boss Babes, that was online at TVNZ, I just thought it was fantastic. I really loved watching, but, you know, watching you and what you were doing. But I can imagine that putting yourself out there, making yourself vulnerable online. It's incredible, the haters and what people say. But you're always very calm, like very confident, very positive. So how do you maintain keeping yourself in that positive space? There have been times in the past where it's been really hard. You know, sometimes I used to wake up and think it's not worth it. You know, tomorrow I'm going to delete my Instagram. Tomorrow tomorrow I'm going to delete my Facebook. And I never did, but I definitely thought about it. Um, So, yeah, it can be really tough, but you can't let it rule your life. So you've just developed a thick skin. So do you read comments now or do you just ignore it? No. So on Facebook, I barely even go on Facebook, um, never read the article comments. And um, Instagram, I don't really get negativity on my – because it's my own page. Like if someone's coming onto your own page and sending you negativity, that's, you know, it's just not nice. Um, But, yeah, it's not too bad at the moment. Yeah. That's so good. And you just got back from Bali. I did. Nice little holiday, which is, it's always good to take a break. So yeah, I recommend definitely taking a lot of breaks throughout the year. 
Is that one of your favourite places in the world to go? It is. I mean, it's between Bali and the Greek islands. I've realised from travelling that I like beachy places with lots of sun and yeah, that's what I like. So where's next on the list? I I want to do Europe again with my partner. I think that would be nice. And congratulations on being pregnant. Thank you. How yes. many months are you right now? Um, so I am 21 weeks and a little bit over halfway. So so exciting. And you make pregnant look fabulous. <laughs> I mean, it's good. I'm okay. I'm quite lucky. I haven't been super sick. Um, I know some people are sick the, the whole time. But yeah, it's still achy and I still get all the normal pregnancy stuff. So. so you're going into this whole new season and stage of your life. And so where does business sit? Do you think you'll just have some time out for family? I am quite fidgety. I love doing stuff. So every time I do say I'm going to take a break, I get a bit bored. So, <laughs> so already there's something. Uh, there's already another idea. <laughs> yeah, there are plans, but um, it is actually a little bit harder being pregnant. I don't feel like I'm thinking as straight and can't do things as efficiently. So I am trying to take it easy. Wow, amazing. So anyone listening to this podcast that wants to start their own business, um, in particular e-commerce, what advice would you give them right now? Um, I think with e-commerce, the startup costs are so low. It's borderline free to set up a Shopify account. It's $29 to $100 a month to run. Um, set up an Instagram for free, Facebook account for free, whatever other platforms, and find some products online or service or whatever it is and just give it a go. Uh, learn through trial and error. And, yeah, it's I, it's just so easy to get into. It's just how can you be different and stand out? Amazing. And tell us a little bit about your TVNZ Boss Babes series. What was it like actually filming it? So Boss Babes was really fun. I was approached by Warner Brothers earlier this year. Um, and I thought, you know, why not? Like who gets offered a TV show? And yeah, it was fun. They, the crew, film crew kind of just followed us around to events. Um, and we you know, just, we came up with some things to, to shoot so, yeah, it was a great experience, and I'm so glad I got to do it with my friends. And you had a BBL on that show, and you were so open and transparent about that whole process. Was it difficult for you to share so much of your life, or was that not really an issue for you? Uh, I mean, I have actually been quite open in the past with my life. I don't want to you know, feel like I'm hiding things or lying um, or being deceitful, and I felt like if I didn't share I had a BBL, people would see the difference anyway and think, you know, what happened? Yeah. Um, so I thought, why not just, just own it. open it, open about it? Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Well, I really hope that we're going to see a season two. Yes, me too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and do you feel like that show has helped even build your personal brand further? Definitely. I, I mean, when people look at a photo of you or they read an article, they can't really tell what kind of person you are and I think filming the show has really been able to let us show our personalities and show who we really are um and that's been really great to help humanize me um and everyone else on the show absolutely fantastic so if you have not watched it yet you have to go to tvnz on demand and watch the whole series well we just want to wish you the best for the birth of your little is it a baby girl baby girl I'm <gasps> so stoked <laughs> You'll be such an amazing mum. I can't yeah. wait to see the Insta photos. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to make sure we get lots of matching outfits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She'll just be, like, gorgeous yeah. and just can't wait to see what, what you do next. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks so much for having me.
Thanks for listening in to the Hustle Podcast. You can listen to the full series at anchor.fm slash the hustle podcast NZ and all other podcast providers like iTunes or Spotify. You can also watch the full live video interviews on YouTube. Just look up the social experience. Also, if you want to blow up your sales in 90 days, visit the socialexperience.co.nz where we help you get a return on investment through PR, digital advertising, marketing and events.